Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm excited to be joined by Michael Thornhill. Michael is the co-founder of Casa Galactica in Peru. He's a traditionally trained plant spirit healer, a professional channel, and an advocate of trauma-informed care. And Casa Galactica offers ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats, as well as programs dedicated for inner truth seekers and multidimensional healers. So welcome, Michael. It's such a joy to have you here. Cara, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, Absolute pleasure. Very excited to connect. Appreciate it very much. Wonderful. And you're joining from Peru. Um, I'm guessing by your accent that you are not from Peru. Correct. I am originally from, from North Wales, but I am here in the sacred Valley of Peru in a, just outside of a small town called PSAT, which you can see a little bit more behind me once I move to the side. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Wow, it's called Peace Valley. The Pisac is a small town in the sacred valley of the Cusco region of Peru, which is home to the Machu Picchu, a lot of Incan ruins, that kind of area of the world to kind of paint a picture. So, Machu Picchu is just a couple of hours away from here. What a magical place you found yourself in. How how did you get there? What took you there? (laughs) Good question. And how long have you been there? I've been in Peru. I've been in Peru for about just over five years. Um, Mm -hmm. I originally, as I mentioned, I was from Wales, from the UK. And I was working in headhunting recruitment, did a chemistry degree, trying to find my way. Um, oh, well, I completely see how you ended up in Peru then doing, you know, plant healing and you know, it's a very natural transition. Say no more. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. So the career advisor at the university, that's exactly what he said. He said, after a chemistry degree, you want to go to Peru and you want to be a plant spirit healer. That's the natural progression. That's the graduate program that we have for yeah. you. So I, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I just felt like that was a good career choice. That was the right thing to do. So I did a chemistry degree. Um, it was difficult and challenging, but useful um, in some way. But I found myself working in recruitment. I, I was heavily depressed, uh, anxious, heavily addicted to drugs, money, sex, work, the whole thing, you know, just trying to numb out life and trying to find some sense of peace and happiness that was never there. And I felt like that recruitment job with the kind of the promise of success, the money, the freedom that I felt like, okay, that's going to be what's going to help me. And eventually I, I started my own company, which was also very successful. And we were just starting out. The big catalyst in my life was about six years ago, my mother passed away and she'd been, she'd been ill all my life. So I was a, a caretaker for her on some level, although I wasn't necessarily there all the time, but emotional support and often physical support in the hospitals. 
And when she died, it made me look at my life in a different way because I was, I was suicidal, suicidal ideation, and I didn't really care about living. So I was very depressed and I just didn't care about my body, my mind, my spirit. So I just didn't even believe in half of that. So I was just on this path of self-destruction. And when I saw death in the face, it made me start to awaken and to question, is that really what I want? And that was the first time that I got into meditation. That was the first time that I then started to meditate. And for me, the path of starting meditation was trying to not have a thought for at least two seconds. And it was impossible. And it was just so difficult and so tough. But ultimately, that led me on a path to then working with a sound healer. And then I found ayahuasca and to help with the addictions, an incredibly transformational process enabled me to really put all those things down pretty much immediately which in a way that I'd never been able to, to never, never have been able to have done before. And yeah, there was more integration of that, more layers of trauma healing and, and addiction healing to come, but it, it sent me on this path and trajectory, which I recognized and realized that I was just beginning. And I knew that if I went back to my old life, all those programs, patterns, behaviors, all those things, the friendship groups were all still there. And I wasn't strong enough yet to break free. So I went to India I went straight to India and I, I booked myself into this Reiki Masters one month immersive course. I had this amazing Indian uh, teacher who was teaching me all about spirituality, about Reiki, about meditation, about other things. And I was supposed to be there for four weeks, but then I decided to stay. I went to Nepal and back to India and was studying yoga and continuing with my Reiki practice. And then directly from India, after being in that side of the world for about three or four months, found myself going into the Amazonian rainforest in Peru to study with the indigenous teachers here in the plant spirit healing tradition of ayahuasca, which would have been such a big part of my healing and evolution that I wanted to go deeper at the heart and, and learn from the people in the rainforest who'd been passing this down for generations and generations. Subsequently, I stayed there. I got a job working at a retreat center. And then I continued apprenticing and studying and training and going into the jungle for long periods of isolation and fasting and learning with the plant spirits. And then my wife now to be arrived in the jungle, we met, we fell in love and we were working together for a, a few years. Uh, and then eventually we, we, we broke away because the medicine, the truth of our own inner truth had a way that it wanted to come through, which is where we formed Casa Galactica, a multidimensional center for healing and evolution, which really for us is a place for people to come to access the multidimensional self. And Jamie and I as channels are here as conduits for spirit to work through us. So we're a hub for multidimensional beings, plant spirits to come work through us to be in service to all. And, and this is our, our life, our passion, our work together. And yeah, we look back when we were doing some kind of legal documentation, we had to do some admin work the other day. And I look back and our company was actually started on the 14th of February. And I, I turned to my wife and I said, look, our company, Casa Galactica is a, a love letter to each other in service to, oh, service to others to be able to help people heal and evolve. Wow. What an amazing story culminating in that love letter. That's beautiful. Thanks. So tell me about Casa Galactica, as far as, you know, the I love this multidimensional aspect to it. And then you've got the galactic part of it. And then we've got like the plants, which are very like, um, you know, earthy. 
Um, so how does like the, the earthiness of the plant medicine and the galactic with the, you know, the multidimensional, which, you know, traverses, uh, time and space and, you know, it, it goes beyond the terrestrial and the galactic and it includes it all. And so how can you go into a little bit about that galactic piece and the, and how it all fits in. Absolutely. It's a good question because we wondered how it all fit together at first as well. And it kind of culminated over the years of like, oh, this is the perfect tapestry of combinations for the work that we do in our soul's expression. So first, I just want to talk about the plant aspect, the plant aspect. And you mentioned the earthy plant aspect. And that's there for sure. Like the alkaloids, the the biochemistry, the the healing properties of of the physical plants, which everyone knows you can take different herbs and plants and they have effects on the body. But what the multidimensional aspect is, and this is what the the working in the the plant spirit healing tradition in the Shipibo tradition, which we've studied in, is then beginning to recognize, acknowledge plants as multidimensional beings. And it's actually the plant spirits, the spirits of the plants, which are doing the healing work, which are doing the awakening work. So straight away, you can see that the plants are multidimensional because we've already acknowledged the, the physical component of it. And then we've acknowledged the spiritual component of that. And these plants even further outside of that have multidimensional worlds of medicine, which open which these spiritual beings live in, which they traverse, which these transmissions, healing transmissions and openings and awakenings can be channeled and brought through into the physical plane in ayahuasca ceremony, outside of ayahuasca ceremony and all the different types of programs we work with. So we work with plant spirits, even in our online trauma healing sessions or online channeling sessions, we channel that in a way that's multidimensional. You don't have to ingest the plant to be able to do that. Mm. Now, the other side of the work that we do when we talk about the galactic aspect or our spirit teams is we're very, very passionate about helping empower people to recognize that everyone has their own spirit team. Everyone is a multidimensional being. Everyone can access all of this medicine, all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom, and it's available here and now. So we work with our own spirit teams, which traverses to different galactic realms. As many of everyone who's listening here, it also has these spirit teams available. So we communicate, we bring through messages from spirit in a way that helps people activate their intuition, empower their healing and embody their truth. And at the encompassing all of that, we help people heal and evolve. So we work with people in physical context when the people come down to Peru, and we also work with people online accessing these multidimensional realms and medicines to help people awaken. That's beautiful. Do you have a specific, so, you know, I am completely um, on board with what you're saying with the spirit teams and, and everybody being a multidimensional team. Um, do you have access to where your guidance team kind of hails from or, you know, or, or who you're working with on the other side? Yeah, for me, I do a lot of work with the Palladians, Arcturians, Syrian beings, Orion beings, and then Quan Yin, Magdalene, mm -hmm. Jesus, uh, different spirit teams and other extraterrestrial beings that I don't really know the names of these places where they come from. Uh, and then my higher self, and then 
the interesting thing that I really want to mention here as well is though, that's one way of working that we work with multidimensional beings. And then the other aspect is, is just connecting to the I am, to the infinite consciousness, to the infinite beyond form, to that infinite intelligence. So that can often be seen as working with these different spirit teams and beings, which I've mentioned are part of the I am part of the one, which can be very useful and have a very specific flavor message tone, a type of medicine for someone but then the also the medicine is is learning to connect to that infinite i am the one consciousness which everything is a part of and allowing that unconditional love to heal all wounds mm, beautiful um i wonder about so one of the things that comes to mind for me too as far as like when you start to open yourself up to things like that if you don't have experience um and you're, especially, I would say, maybe if you're using something like ayahuasca, if that's like a new thing for people, um, you know, we don't necessarily, it doesn't benefit us to just open ourselves up to just anything because there are a lot of people who, a lot of beings that want to come to the party and they're not all benevolent. Um, so how do you help people to protect themselves and to stay in alignment with their highest good? So the way that the way that we work is from the non-dual realm, uh, recognizing that everything is an infinite one consciousness. So we work with people depending on the level of experience or level of understanding that someone is coming to us to work with. We will work with opening to channel in a very safe and effective way, working with different meditations, tunnels of light, very different invocations of of spiritual beings to help open that space in a loving unconditional way and the invitation is here is that we're here in a higher service and alignment in love light and truth only and it's just a very very straight conviction polarization this is the type of work that we're here to do now what gets interesting what gets interesting is the the deeper and the level of understanding that we go to we start looking beyond that idea of good and bad of a good being and a bad being uh, or something like good and evil, light and dark. And we can still see the flavor of that. But the invitation in the work that we do with advanced students who do our learn to channel courses, our intuitive mentorship, is to begin to see all beings as teachers. That doesn't mean that we're going to allow some some energy to then start messing with us or into our field that's that's negative that we don't want there. But we're able to start moving beyond that field of fear of, okay, I'm I need to be very careful that I don't get these. It's like, okay, what is that? What's arising? What feelings coming up for me? What energy is that? What does that remind me of? How can I heal the trauma that's underneath that? Because when we're interacting with other beings, spiritual realms, ayahuasca realms, any of the other things that we've just talked about, it's important to recognize that the healing of trauma can often come when we see something that is perceived as outside of ourselves that shows us as an entity or a, a dark being or energy that shows us as something outside of ourselves, but it's actually a manifestation or a reflection of something that's within inside our own self that wants to be brought to an attention. And if we shine that light mm. and if we were to first see that as something inside of ourselves, we might see that as something that we wouldn't be able to accept, handle. It would be too scary. I can't believe that that's part of me. And that's definitely been my own path at the beginning. But what the what the most powerful work in my transition and uh, in trauma healing and trauma-informed healing has been seeing those opportunities as something as a reflection of something that perhaps is repressed within myself that I can then love and heal because those energies, those entities are, are magnets from a resonance which is within inside our own being. 
So by doing that inner work, we're then able to heal whatever that reflection is bringing back to us. So those entities and energies are no longer necessary for us to be here. So to kind of bring it back down and ground it back down is through the process of, of healing, learning to channel, opening your connection, I feel like it's very beneficial to, to work with a trauma-informed teacher that can help bring you those steps that can help you navigate those realms as you're opening up because you do open up your consciousness to these other things. And of course, all of the, everything is always fine in the end and you can open yourself up to all of these negative interactions. And that's going to show you all of your stuff at one time, but that might be a little bit overwhelming. So we don't necessarily need Mm -hmm. to kind of dive straight in the deep end. So having someone to metaphysically hold your hand through that process, show you different techniques, working with that unconditional love, but to share one here is just very, very simple. Any spiritual work that anyone's embarking upon, whether it be doing a massage session, whether it be doing a yoga session or something, is just opening the heart and visualizing a, a white light emanating from the center of the heart and just opening up beyond the heart center, beyond the body, beyond the shoulders, beyond the head, beyond the mind, and just filling the room with complete white loving light and then setting your intention from there. That's something very grounded and practical that that everyone can implement here today to start connecting to a deeper sense of truth in any metaphysical work that anyone's doing. I love that. Thank you. And it just brings to mind, I I hadn't planned on mentioning anything like this, but it's just very strongly coming. So I'll say, but I don't have experience with ayahuasca. So this is like a, a um, you know, a, a, I'm familiar with it, but I, I don't have personal experience, but I have had, I've traversed multidimensional realms and I have experience with, um, with different dimensions and things like that. And one, there was something that you said that just triggered it. And I was thinking about it last night based on something somebody else said, but sometimes the images that come forth are like cartoon characters. And when you were talking about trauma and things that we, you know, that can be hard for us to see. And so we see them as the external. It, it just, I found it weird because I don't watch tons of cartoons, but I'm, and they kind of, for me, they come through almost as like, not even modern day cartoons, but kind of like from when I was a kid, you know, back in the seventies and eighties. And I don't know, I I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but it's kind of like this, like it might be something that could look scary, but but something happens to sort of transform it into this animation. And I don't know if that's like a a way that that's softening as it's coming through the layers or or, I don't know. Do you have any any thoughts or do you have experience with things like that? The imagery that can arise can be a manifestation of the subconscious and and we have an opportunity to take that as literal or we can look at it as as something that is more of a metaphor so the invitation is to be open to whatever it means without adding any meaning to it but the direct the direct truth it feels like to me when we do this work is inviting what's coming up for me when i'm seeing that image So it doesn't matter if it's a cartoon or if it's a real person. And perhaps the cartoon is in your own consciousness, the perfect way for you to be able to access that state of feeling without necessarily invoking an unnecessary amount of fear, 
which would then perhaps put you outside of your window of tolerance for actually working with that. And it feels like that that cartoon energy with it comes a level of curiosity that's very beneficial for an internal process for an inward dive rather than if it was a scary monster or or a person in your life or something like that that would actually make you tense up make the nervous system kind of repel it a little bit so the invitation is okay what what comes up for me here when that arises simultaneously without holding on to the outcome without necessarily needing to dissect it to understand it just what's coming up for me when i'm seeing that allowing that breadcrumb to take you through that next part because it might be another layer that wants to open. And ultimately, in my experience of, of working somatically with people in trauma healing sessions and in ayahuasca ceremonies, direct catalyst is allowing those things to come up without holding on to them. As everyone here is listening is practiced in meditation, knowing that that non-attachment of that letting go, but just allowing the body to relax, allowing the nervous system to relax, allowing yourself to feel the connection to the earth through your own root system or energetic connection to the earth, and then just allowing that to relax. And then should another image arise, just be curious about that again and allowing that to move through. But yeah, be careful. The warnings are kind of, or the, the tip is don't become too literal about what those meanings are. Allow them to manifest because spirit, your higher self, is a very beautiful way of taking you into that internal process. And and a cartoon today might be the best way for you to remember something from when you were a child or how you felt or whatever happened in a way that's the most perfectly aligned way for you to process that level of repressed energy or emotion or trauma or whatever may be arising in that way. How does that resonate for you? Yeah, very much. Uh, I can feel that in my heart, actually. So, so thank you. Yeah, it's really interesting. The things that come up that don't feel necessarily relevant in our conscious mind, you know, because it's like you say, it's coming through the subconscious. And it's rising to where we get conscious recognition of it. But it's mysterious, or, you know, oftentimes it, like, I will also see like, um, things that look very carnival-like or, um, or casino-like. And I don't spend much time in either. You know, I, I've been in both. I've been in a casino. I've been in casinos. I've been to Vegas. I've been to carnivals, but I don't like seek them out or spend a lot of time in them. So when I start seeing like those, the, like the patterning, the, the lettering looks like it, the, the whole like dimension looks very, you know, bold and playful and kind of cacophony that you would get from like a carnival or a casino. Um, but it very, very much looks like that kind of design, you know? So again, it's funny just like, Oh, okay. I mean, if it was something like animals that come in, you know, where it's like, okay, that I can relate to more on a conscious level. Yeah. But when this stuff surfaces and it's like, oh, that's not very relevant to my conscious awareness. It's very, it's just very mysterious. And like you say, it can be um, unlocking or uh, triggering us in a way that we need that is kind of hidden from us. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, Thanks for sharing that. I would just add to anyone who's having those types of experiences who might be relating to, to what Cara is saying and to yourself, Cara, is when, that, when that's arising, the invitation would be to notice where's that arising in my physical body? Where's that arising in my physical body? Mm-hmm. And then the invitation for everyone who's, who's fairly advanced out there 
would be just to surrender that to the I am, just completely surrender it to the I am, just completely allow it to come through, allow those movies to play through with just a complete audacious releasing of all of that that no longer serves you to that I am and allowing those images to be the, the visual representation of the energy moving through your body without necessarily becoming attached to what that movie, who the characters are in that movie, what the storyline of that movie is, just completely surrendering all of it to your higher self, for your highest good, to your spirit team, to your guides in highest alignment, or whatever it may be, but if you can go straight to the I am and then just dissolve yourself into that and allow that to be cleansed and then come out of that experience and then perhaps journal, find out how you're feeling, notice the openness, and then just become aware of how you're expressing yourself in life. If your triggers are perhaps still there, perhaps they've lessened, and then repeat the process as that arises. Just that without that, we sometimes, I think on the spiritual path, the ego wants to know everything. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What, what happened here? What happened? And, and that can be useful to a certain extent. But I think the invitation here to everyone listening is, are you ready just to let go of all meaning and just dissolve it into the I am and then see how that works for you? You've said a lot there that is really worth like taking deeply um, just as far as like that, that need, that desire to want to know, like, what is there to learn here? You know, what is there for me to see? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? But rather, you know, letting that process through us energetically without getting attached to it. But the other piece that I love is talking about where we feel that in the body, because this is another thing that I have noticed over time. The more this happens is that there, there is an accompanying vibration or activation, or just like a part of my body that is active, you know, it might be the sacral center, it might be the solar plexus, it could be the throat, you know, whatever different, different times it's different things. But it, it has seemed important for me to link those two things to be like, okay, this is, you're having this visual, and, and there's a vibration through this band within the body, you know, this like section of the body. And so like, you know, be aware of this, bring awareness to those two things and let whatever is wanting to happen, happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. That's wonderful. You're most welcome. So let's see, where do we want to take things? I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about channeling. I want to talk about the, the Andean mountains. Um, I want to talk about trauma-informed care. Let's um, let's go into, how do you feel about talking about channeling? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So did, did you deliberately, because you are a channel. Correct. Correct? Yes. So did you deliberately set out to become a channel or was that something that kind of developed on its own? I, I was determined. I was definitely determined. I, okay. If anyone's seen the channel Bashar through Daryl Anker, mm. I was watching mm-hmm. when I was coming on my spiritual path. Someone was like, you need to watch this. And I watched it and the teachings that were coming through that were amazing. And I was, and I, I think I just had this feeling of like, if this guy can do it, I can do it. There's just, just this kind yeah. of like, not, it didn't really feel like an arrogant. It was just like, there's a human being doing this. This means it's possible. You know? Yeah. It's accessible. Yeah. I love that. It's just like, okay, how do I go and do that? And, you know, I was working with plant medicines at the time, doing a lot of trauma healing work, going very deep into my abuse and other things like that. And that was creating space. And simultaneously as that was creating space, I was also feeling more 
openly connected with spirit. So the thing with plant medicines and ayahuasca is that, that you, you can you can kind of catalyze and have a very visceral experience of connecting with spirit because you're drinking a plant medicine. And, and, and this is very, very beneficial for the healing and evolution work that we do. But what we frame all of our work that we do in our plant spirit healing retreats and our ayahuasca retreats is that we frame that the plants are showing you the power of your own consciousness. So we frame that as, okay, this is, this is a catalyst for you to recognize that you can do all of these things without the need to have the help of the plants, which I think is quite unique because it's not always, it's not always framed like that, but for us, yeah, it's so empowering. Thanks. We, 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 we love to empower people. Our absolute goal here is that you'll work with us and that you'll never need to work with us again. That, that would That's be, so important. That would be the best I thing. want people to really take a moment to consider this because we, whoever you may be listeners may be working with people who are, who you don't realize you're becoming dependent upon them and they may be helping you. Um, but ideally you are being guided toward your own empowerment. And that is incredibly important in your development. So be on the lookout. And I just honor the fact that that is so important to your work. So I just want to highlight that. Well, thank you, Cara. It's, it's, it's our soul's passion to help activate people into their own truth because a lot of the work, a lot of the traditions, a lot of spiritual practices will often need you to depend upon a guru or a teacher or a certain philosophy. And here's the thing is that every human has a distortion, i.e. every human has a filter of whatever that truth is and it expresses itself perfectly in that individual because that's what that individual is incarnated to express. But person A versus person B has a different soul blueprint. So if person A is trying to be person B or vice versa, it, it might kind of fit, but it's not it's not necessarily the truth. So what the world really needs as we transition from third to fourth density is everyone to believe in themselves, everyone to be empowered with tools that they can connect to their own higher self, that they can connect with spirit directly, that they can channel through exactly whatever it is that is to be expressed in this lifetime for healing, evolution, for whatever that path may be. And it might not be a spiritual path. It might not be a traditional spiritual path. It might be an actor, a musician, a hospital worker, a carer, a teacher, a lawyer, a musician, whatever it is. What the world needs is you to believe in yourself and to be empowered to recognize the truth of who you are and recognize that the most important thing for you in this lifetime is to recognize the truth of who you are, to recognize the true you and beyond any labels or or marginalization or judgments, just be completely empowered to recognize the most important thing that you can do is be you and no one's going to agree with it. Not everyone's going to agree with it for sure. Uh, and people are going to tell you to you'd be doing something else. So the work that we really do at Casa Galactica is we create a container, and I'm getting back to the channeling question, but we create a container that is safe, is trauma-informed, is empowering, and it imparts tools within our programs, whether it be online or our 10-day healing evolution retreats, that gives you the tools that are going to help transform you for the next period of your life or even a lifetime, because these seeds that are planted are going to continue to grow and you're going to water them and you're going to tend to that garden and it's going to grow in the way that you've magically planned in this incarnation. So we want to help you recognize that and give you the tools to recognize everything's here and now. 
everything's possible. You can do it. Okay, you've experienced some trauma. That trauma is not who you are. These are things that happen to you. Okay, we can actually heal that. We can talk about that. You can learn to do that. Oh, guess what? When you do that, magically, your gifts are also going to come online because that's been the path and the part of the process that as you heal that trauma, you're going to come online into your multidimensional abilities, which is how I came into channeling. As I was doing that healing work, I was then very much interested in, in doing the channeling work. And I knew my wife, Jamie. I didn't know her, but someone said that she was coming to the jungle. She was coming to train. And then I knew she was an intuitive and medium. And I was like, oh, I can learn loads from this woman. And I was really excited. And I was like, oh, great. And, you know, lo and behold, a week later, we fell in love when she arrived. But she's, she'd been such a great mentor to me. She'd been so much further down the path of intuitive work. She'd been working as an intuitive medium for seven years before we'd met. She gave me some really cool pointers and tips, which helped me to connect in my own way, which then I continued to develop and I read some books. And honestly, then I just practiced, 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 practiced. And, and then eventually, you know, just continued to open and continue to do it, just perseverance. And then was able to work in my own way and then felt comfortable and confident to then start offering work for other people. And, you know, anyone who wants to learn channeling, it continues to develop. It continues to learn. It's a continuously evolving path. Um, and then we've mixed all that with our trauma-informed care and other things like that. But everyone can channel. If you're interested in channel, we have our Learn to Channel Intuitive Mentorship courses, which we help accelerate that process. But it's very important for you to recognize if you just sit and meditate and pray and put that intention out, you'll get there without anyone else's help, without anyone else's help. It might take a little bit longer. You might have a few kind of lessons to learn along the way, or you might just be there, wow, straight open into that process. That was how Jamie, that was how Jamie opened up to channeling, to intuitive. She was just praying, having kind of a dark night of the soul, she was praying and then spirit started talking to her and it developed there. So everyone has their own path. Oh, I love that. Now, do you channel one entity or your own higher self, or does it vary depending on who you're talking to? Yeah, great question. So in, in the trauma healing sessions that I do with people, which are working with people from, you know, abuse history, addiction, PTSD, all these different types of things, quite often I'll be talking to you like kind of similar to as I'm talking right now, because, you know, I'm connected to spirit as we're speaking, just like allowing energies to flow through, show the energy to share what to speak about. And then I'll be connecting to the higher self of that person, their own spirit team. And everyone will kind of kind of talk through me in varying different ways and not necessarily becoming individualized, but I'll be there as a human compassionate support team because that's often what people need as we're healing trauma. We don't need to speak to an extraterrestrial, although that can be beneficial and that can be the path. Often it's quite nice to have someone who's there sitting with you, taking you through the feelings and the emotions, taking you through past experiences, helping you to release that, helping you to discover that love again, that joy again, that happiness, that peace. And then on some of the other aspects of what I do is the channeling work is then in those trauma healing sessions and the other sessions is channeling spirit, which will sing through me through different healing songs, which are the Shipibo Icaros, the language of the, the Amazonian tribes here that we, we studied with. And those are different channel transmissions which help help go into the field of someone, help to clean the cellular level of the body, help to open the mind, help to connect people to the truth of who they are. And that's very, very powerful work, which is which is taken from how we work in ayahuasca ceremony, but we just do that in an online format. So that, that'll come through then in singing. That's the second way. 
And that's really, really and Is that spontaneous or are those songs that you've learned? Well, there's, there's the, the Shipibo language is that I've learned the language to sing the language. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that is sung in a specific way that spirit will come through and do very different things. It's like, okay, we want to help clean this person's mind. We want to get rid of the the negative thoughts. We want to clear the kind of brain fog. Okay, we want to help open a person's heart. Okay, there's some fear in the heart. We'll clean that here. Okay, we'll connect that to the truth of who they are. Or we'll open the non-dual realms of experience. We'll, we'll, we'll sing a direct transmission of what it's like to be in that non-dual field. Kuan Yin will come through. Blue Lotus will come through in different ways. And then we'll have their own worlds of medicine and open that and show that. And then going to different worlds of forgiveness, releasing pain, suffering. So all these different types of things that we would talk about in, a, in an English language it's done in a poetic mm-hmm. and it's it's done in a language which is the shipibo language which is passed down from the plants which in my experience is passed down from different extraterrestrial beings but within them similar to sanskrit there's very different transmissions and codes which are in them and then on the other aspect there's different light languages which will come through which are more these are just spontaneous it doesn't necessarily have a, a direct meaning in the tones and the language that comes through but then these are different extraterrestrial language light being languages that come through for the same intention of helping heal and evolve connect people to their higher self to the infinite truth to the oneness because when people recognize that connection to oneness that is the the love the knowing the truth that heals all wounds and that's ultimately all we're here to do is to help people connect to their own truth then the third aspect of what we talk about would be kind of when I sit back and do more semi-trance channeling, which is where a being, uh, an entity or, or guide will come through and my consciousness will kind of sit back and then my voice will change and then different transmissions, answering questions, these types of things will, will occur, which help people to gain a greater understanding of perhaps why they're here on earth, what their purpose is, why these certain events have happened in their life what the lessons are, how they can kind of move beyond that lesson, how they can open up. And then through those, all of those things that we just talked about, we can do, we can focus that into the context of trauma healing. We can also focus it into the context of spiritual evolution, learning to channel self-recognition, you know, improving relationships, general happiness and well-being. So that's kind of how it works. Okay. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you. Thank you for taking us through that. Let's talk about the special vibrational energy states within the Andean mountains in Peru. So you showed us a little bit. Is that the the Andes behind you? Wow. So can you talk a little bit about why this part of the world is so special? Absolutely. It's probably it's probably one of the most beautiful places on earth that I visited. Um, my wife and I, we've been very fortunate to to travel around on motorcycle through a lot of the ridges and plains and the valleys. It just it's just there's so many different microclimates going from mountain jungle to to arid places to beautiful snow top mountains and winding roads to off road treks and trails. And then, of course, you've got the home of Machu Picchu here and and many, many different archaeological ruins. So Machu Picchu gets gets all of the credit, but that's just one, you know, and it's marvelous, but it's just one of the many, many archaeological ruins. So behind us on this mountain here, there's actually Pisac ruins, the archaeological site, which has a sun temple, very, very sacred site. It's a four or five hour hike. Um, so we're, it's absolutely beautiful. You can just go around, explore. There's many that there's many archeological ruins, which are actually on the, on the maps. Um, and then there's many that are just kind of like 
you know, if you were in another country and they had this site there, it would be a thing. But because there's so many yeah. here, it's kind of like, oh, this is just this is just one of the smaller ones. So, not, so you can find these yeah. undiscovered ones as well, really, or, or, or the path not so well trodden. Yet there's a very interesting vibration when you go to these ruins there's a vibration there that's very, very interesting. And there's, there are these rocks and stones which are there. And you can, perhaps you may have seen some of these. If you look online, you can, you can find these. And there's no gap between them at all. There's no gap between them. It's completely, ju- and they're, they're not exactly square. They're all just complete. It looks like they're laser cut. And it feels to us technology from different multidimensional beings that lived here that, you know, that history is forgotten, that it's not been documented, that were present in these ancient civilizations that created these, similar to kind of how we look at the pyramids and the kind of like, oh, how was that made? It's a similar, it's a similar thing. So this is- Isn't there kind of like scoops taken out too, where it looks like there's just like an ice cream scoop or something that came through that, so it wasn't chiseled or, you know, but like, like it's like, cuttings that have just been almost scooped out where it's like, how on earth could they have even done this? It looks like, it looks like how you would scoop ice cream out of a carton. You know, it's so clean and curved and so on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just precision. That's not, it doesn't make sense because then you have, Mm. you can see the, 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 the stones on top of these Mm -hmm. when you can see different eras as it gets closer to present day, it's like the technology decreases. It's like, Isn't that it gets weird? more simple. It's, uh, yeah. it's like, it's very interesting. So there's something there. And when you go to these sites, for everyone who's able to tune into energy and meditate, it's very interesting. There's very interesting energies there. Now we're also surrounded here by where I'm in our house and our, our center retreat center is just next door. So we're, we're surrounded by four mountains. We got the sunset behind us over there. And there's just, so we're at 2,900 meeting uh, meters, beautifully, perfectly fresh air, absolutely amazing scenery. And it, it's just magical. And being here in Peru, plant medicines like ayahuasca are completely legal. It's, it's, it's part of their national heritage, which is one of the reasons we're here so that we can invite people to come to experience this marvelous culture, but then also participate in these miraculous transformative, uh, healing ceremonies, which can transform people's lives in a way that's completely safe and, and legal. And yeah, it's just, it's just a beautiful place to be. Wow. Having four mountain ranges right there. I can't imagine. That's got to be amazing. I'm sure you've seen some amazing things around there. It's just magical. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Well, I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> but uh, maybe you want to come on again um, in a in a little while, and we can pick back up. But um, I think this is a good resting point for us. Um, such amazing wisdom and, and knowledge that you've brought through and vibration. I mean, even just when you've talked about the mountains, you know, there was a specific vibration I could feel while you were talking about it that carries through in your voice. So, um, it's really, really been such a joy to be here with you. Um, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing to help people advance along and come into their own power and to tap into that mystery that is within them 
um, so that they can be on their own path to self-discovery um, in such an empowering way. It's really, really powerful and important work that you're doing. So I thank you. How can people find out more about you and Casa Galactica and connect with you? Well, Cara, thank you for your kind words. And yeah, absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for holding such a beautiful space to, to dive deep in this conversation and be more than happy to return uh, a future date if you would like to. So thank you for that absolutely. invitation. Absolutely. The way you can find us is go to casagalactica.com. And what I'm going to invite you to do firstly is when you arrive at our website on our homepage, just subscribe to our mailing list because we have some free gifts for you that can help you heal and evolve straight away from home. Where Jamie, my wife, has an amazing beginner's handbook to strengthening your intuition, which you'll just get into your inbox. And then we have a fundamentals, a five hour fundamentals of healing trauma workshop. I did online, which I also channel some of these healing songs, which we talked about in a multidimensional healing ceremony, which you get the recording to this, which works beyond space and time. So you can get to access some of what we've talked about here today. This is all completely free. And then you also get 20% off if you want to do an online session with us. So just invite you to join our community if you feel it resonates and just have those no, uh, no strings attached things in your inbox to, to help you heal and evolve. And then, yeah, you can browse our website. We have so much information on there. Jamie and I are both Capricorns. You probably tell by our website. It's very, very thorough. We try to give out as much information out as we can. Yet that being said, if we do, if you do have some questions that are unanswered or some stones that are unturned, or you'd like to know more about your own personal process of how we can help you either online through any of our courses, or if you're interested in coming to experience the plant spirit healing work we do in Peru, you can, you can book a free 30-minute consultation with us. So you can just do them. Jamie or I will be happy to, to answer any of those questions. So yeah, please feel free to reach out, casagalactica.com. Thanks so much, everyone. I'm wishing you a beautiful day. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.